Are you having trouble attracting the clients you really want to be working with? Like the ones that stop haggling you over price, that pay the deposit quickly, that are just dream clients. I mean, who doesn't want more of those? If you're wondering how you could actually attract those people more consistently, put forth more trustworthiness and credibility in the way that you're presenting yourself online, then this episode is going to be perfect for you. Because I really want to break down a few ways that you might actively be driving those ideal clients away from you and what to do to fix it. Welcome back to the Call to Both podcast. This is the podcast for creatives building both a business and the life of their dreams. I am your host, Joy Michelle. I'm a business coach, a 10 plus year entrepreneur, and an educator to photographers and creatives. So let's dive into the ways that your brand might be losing authority right now online and really why your brand authority matters. Hello and welcome to the Call to Both podcast. I'm your host, Joy Michelle, and you're in the right place if you're ready to grow your business while also being the intentional and present mom you want to be. This show will leave you feeling inspired, equipped with tangible tips, and encouraged to go after your own version of being called to both. Let's dive in. I love talking about brand authority and how you can actually build this into your business in a strategic way because brand authority is what takes you from offering a product or service to actually being seen as a go-to expert and an authority at what you do. It feels like one of them is running a business, the other one is dominating a market. And the difference is the authority that you build with your brand. It helps you to become in demand, it helps you get booked out for your services, and it's going to help you to get out of whatever price you're currently charging into the next level of where you want to be. So it's absolutely essential to build that brand authority into your business. So identifying gaps in my coaching clients' brands is a big part of the beginning and onboarding process as I'm auditing their websites, their Instagrams, and all of the collateral material that they send my way. So these are some things that I saw, I identified this week that are totally top of mind for me. So when I sat down to think about this episode, I figured why not just kind of pull back the curtain for you guys and share some of the things that I'm seeing in my clients' businesses that they're having to fix and adjust to help them up level that perhaps could be gaps in your business as well. All right, so there's gonna be five mistakes that I saw this week in my coaching practice, things that actually can be fixed pretty quickly. Most of them are completely free or are very affordable. And I wanna say that none of these things are going to be a make or break thing in your business. None of these are, you can't build a business or wreck a business on one of these things. But when it comes to building authority, I really think the details matter because that's the stuff that people notice. And that's the stuff that starts to slowly chip away at the authority that you've built. If you have sloppy, unfinished edges in your business per se, like on the back end. Okay, so let's dive into those five things. The first one is something I actually see more often than I would expect. And this is unprofessional email address domains. So if your email address is at yahoo.com or at gmail.com, and that's how you're setting up your email, like on the front facing side of things where your clients are seeing it, 
I would strongly recommend that you adjust that to match the domain of your business. I think this is a small detail that is really important for exuding professionalism. It's also really helpful for you to be able to allocate different inboxes for different things. So for example, in my business, I have a podcast at joymichelle.co. I also have hello at joymichelle.co, press at joymichelle.co, and just a couple of other ones as well so that we can, on the back end, keep things really organized. And I think that this is a really great way. It's small, but it is a meaningful way to show professionalism to your clients. Okay, number two is your email signature. And I think where I see this go wrong is one of two things. The first is not really leveraging email signatures at all. So this is just what's underneath the copy or the body of your email address from either your CRM. So like if you're on HoneyBook, that could be leveraged. They have an email signature feature there or inside of wherever you're sending emails. So if you're on a Gmail account, you can have an email signature set up there. So what I see is people either not using these at all or not really using this valuable real estate to the fullest extent that they could to actually own that space, take authority, say, here are the awards that we have received, or here is another freebie, a way to get them onto your actual email marketing list, which is different than if someone is in your inbox. There's so many great ways that you can be leveraging an email signature, but make sure that your email signature doesn't just have a couple different lines that are basically just your business name. Like if I had, okay, Joy Michelle Co., Joy Michelle... LLC and I'm Joy Alamon, owner of Joy Michelle Co. That feels like a really big waste of a valuable piece of someone's attention. Like they're going to glance down at that. So really be thinking, okay, they kind of already know, like they're talking to me right now. So they know at like a high level who I am. What else could I position in that space? Where else would I want them to go? Maybe there's a recent feature, like a media feature you could talk about. Maybe you have a freebie. Maybe you should say how long you've been in business or what your brands are. If you have trademarked brands, I would make sure that you're using that registered trademarked symbol. So just take into account, think about that a little bit this week if you're not currently using an email signature, then I think that's your next step. If you are, take a look at it and make sure that it adds and it elevates instead of just reiterating the same thing that someone already knows, which is like your name and your business's name. The third mistake you might be making is linking away from yourself after you've gotten someone's attention on your business. So what we wanna do is keep people focused on you, on wherever we are. So let's say, for example, we're on your Instagram. I really wanna be careful in your bio especially not to link away from where they are right then and there and potentially lose them down the Instagram rabbit hole. I want them to stay on your brand. So I think if you're gonna link to someone in your bio or if you're linking to things on your website, make sure that it's pages within your own website. So you're taking them deeper into your own website or that the other brand that you're linking to is another account that you run. So just think about that a little bit because this is a, a game of like attention and keeping someone's eyes on your business. And so something that I do see sometimes is too much linking away from you and not enough owning the attention that you just worked so hard to get. 
The fourth thing that could be undermining your authority right now is your old Instagram highlights. And I'm a huge, huge fan of Instagram highlights. I think these are such a cool feature that Instagram put in. But what's really interesting about when you tap on a highlight is that it, of course, will show you the oldest slide first, like the oldest memory in that highlight comes up first. And so what's really important is if you are like a maker, a creator, an artisan, a photographer, and your work and your portfolio is what you're actually putting in a lot of these slides, I just want to make sure that you're aware of what stuff comes up first. So go ahead and if you go to your profile and you pretend that you are your ideal client, you are ready to go, you're ready to spend some money, you're like, yes, I am looking for help in this area. Go ahead and tap through some of the most perfectly visible highlights. Don't dig, don't go far. Just tap the ones that are the highest visibility on your profile and see what comes up. And be objective. I mean, ask yourself, like, would I stay with this account? Like in the first two or three slides, is this your best work? Is this your most compelling testimonials? Is this like really asking and being kind of brutally honest? Like, are these old Instagram highlights doing you any favors? Because that can really drag you down. And I'm someone who just jumps into the Instagram highlights on people's profiles. And sometimes I'm blown away by the old, like, I mean, I'm looking at like three-year-old work and I'm like, wow, I don't know that they know that this is still here. Like this is not representative of how much they've grown and how, you know, their skills have grown, but it could really be deterring people from reaching out to you if what they're seeing in the highlights maybe isn't to the caliber of where your business is at today. So go ahead, take a look and see if maybe some of those things could be archived. Um, I go through my stories every so often and try to hide certain things, like I'll just remove certain things from stories or delete entire story groupings as a whole because they no longer serve my business and my brand today. So sometimes I think there's things that we've done in the past that worked nicely in the past that were fine at the time, but now are so outdated, they're dragging you down from where you want to be. One last area that could be undermining your business's authority is your website footer. I think this is such a cool spot to like put so much stuff like there's just so much potential here and I won't dive into like every single thing I would do with a website footer but I think that there's so many people that are going to get to the bottom of a page across your entire website regardless of the page the footer should be the same and in that footer you want to harness that attention you want to take them somewhere else that's useful or give them the information that they need that pertains to where your business is at if you're a location-based business or where they should go next and sometimes i get to the bottom of a page and there's not a whole lot there i think it's it's very much an afterthought for so many businesses but in, in my opinion your your footer is kind of like your junk drawer, like you can put a lot more stuff there. And like once they're down there on that that part of your website, this is a great way to sit down and kind of give them some other places they can find you online, give them some other pages that maybe weren't linked in your main navigation. You just have a lot more creative freedom, in my opinion, in the footer section of your website. And so if there's not a whole lot happening in your footer, that is a great place to start with maybe sprucing it up a little bit because you might be surprised how many people get down there and there's not a whole lot taking them anywhere else. And so they just click off the page and we don't want them to leave. We want them to go somewhere 
else. And that's also going to signal to Google that your website is more quality is if people don't bounce off of the first page. So if they get to the page, they go all the way down, there's not a whole lot happening, and then they leave, that's a bounce. That is not good, and that doesn't signal good things to Google. But if you could get somebody to dive deeper into maybe your blog, maybe the experience page, or maybe you have like a whole page of like fun resources and affiliate links that you don't link anywhere else, but it is in your footer, and then they go to that page, that actually helps the session time for your website stay higher. And that's a good thing. All right, so just to recap, the five areas where you might be losing some authority are your email address, your email signature, linking away from yourself when it's time to keep the focus on you, your old Instagram highlights, and your footer of your website. Now, if building authority is something that you want to dive even deeper into, trust me, I've got you. I have a whole series of episodes on this, and I actually have a free guide for you to take a step closer to this today. So it's called the Brand Authority Blueprint. It is completely free. You can learn exact steps for how you can become seen as the go-to expert in your field. You can grab that free guide today. It will be in the show notes for today's episode over on the blog and in any player that you're listening to this episode right now. So if you just scroll down, you will see the free guide is called the Brand Authority Blueprint. Thank you so much for joining me here today. Before you go, I would love it if you would share this episode with a friend, someone who is doing business with you either from afar or in real life who would benefit from some of these tips. I would just so appreciate it. It really helps grow the Call to Both podcast and get our message heard by more people who are living this Call to Both journey. All right, guys, thank you so much and I will see you next week. Thank you so much for listening to the show. If you enjoyed this episode, please help me get the word out about the Call to Both podcast by taking a screenshot of this episode right now and sharing it on your social media. I would also appreciate it if you would subscribe and leave me a five-star review. Thanks again, and I'll see you in the next episode.